Another year, another primetime game for the Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Buffalo Bills. Let's get into a preview of what needs to go right for the Bengals to win in week nine. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko along with your host James Rapine. We're going to get into a week nine Sunday night football preview in this episode. The Bills visiting Cincinnati for the striped jungle experience. I'm excited to see that on TV by the way because the graphics that the Bengals socialist shared has looked really cool around that. Anyway, we're going to get into the matchup. We're not going to talk so much about what the stadium's going to look like. This episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. You can check it out at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And welcome into all the first timers, all the everydayers, all the first listeners who make us your first listen every day. Appreciate all of you. If you're new, make sure you subscribe on YouTube anywhere you get your podcasts. And James, could have been the third time these teams have played in the last two years. One of those games only got started, officially did not happen, but these two teams certainly familiar with each other in the recent past. Yeah. I think that's the, the part of this where it's not like the chiefs because they haven't played with super bowls on the line or super bowl appearances on the line, but it's similar and it's similar because these teams have met for the third time now in a, a 10 month span on Sunday. And uh, we know what happened in the playoff game. And so I, I think that to me, if, if I was to paint a picture of, of what Sunday would look like from kickoff through midway through the first quarter, it would be super fast start where this defense picks up where it left off in that playoff game in, in Buffalo. And, and this offense gets going right away, which they've done in back-to-back games against the Bills. And if they can get off to that start, I think the Bills, they, they could almost press a bit because they know uh, what it's been like really for, I'd say, four and a half quarters of, of, fi- of facing this Bengals offense and this Bengals team. The Bengals have had the edge. That said, I think it's a a, a close game on paper when you look talent-wise, and I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup, and they have an elite quarterback, and, and the Bills can obviously win the game. I don't mean that, but I, I think when I, I look at what I'm looking for from this Bengals team, and we've seen it in back-to-back weeks or back-to-back games, Fast start is is very very high on the list. Part of uh, partially because of the history between these two teams over the past year. Three weeks in a row, really. Go back to Arizona. They scored ten points sure. in their first two drives, and they've they've done it against the Bills too. Like you mentioned, one of the big factors in this game that you know Zach Taylor's talked down a little bit given their schedule so far, featuring four NFC West opponents. But the Bengals don't have a win in the AFC. Time to start winning in the AFC. I, I think that's a subplot to this game. Not necessarily like a matchup thing, but just something that they they need to start doing. Playoff seeding, start to talk about that a little bit. They're behind in the, in the division. Conference record could end up mattering a little bit later down the line. Most of their games, of course, for the rest of the schedule are in the AFC, excepting the Minnesota Vikings in their fourth to last game of the season. But that that's one thing in this game. Another 
that we've that, that you talked about continue to get off to those fast starts, continuing that trend, continuing to sustain that throughout the game, like they did against the 49ers, who I think are probably a better team than the Bills. And that was on the road. Being back at home for a primetime game, I think that this is a factor in this game. The Bills this year have not been good on the road. They've gotten one win away from Orchard Park this season. The rest of their wins have all been at home. And so these are some of the non-matchup, non-football player, non-X's and O's things that I find interesting about this game is the, the Bills on the road, the Bengals finally get to play at home, four out of their first, what, seven games on the road, three home games. So so starting to get into the home heavier part of the schedule for the Bengals with, with the plus one home game schedule this year and, and putting that advantage to use which is something that we've seen them do at home especially with like the joe burrow cadence stuff and get off for the defensive line so these are some factors that i think are interesting in the game certainly and the and if you're watching on youtube the first of which to me and and the reason this game matters so much more than last week and last week felt great but you need an afc win and you need a bunch of them you don't need just one and obviously the the tiebreaker, a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Bills could be valuable down the line. And and so when we get into the matchups and stuff, those are the matchups and the football side of it. But uh, I do think that's interesting. The, the other thing that I just want to mention, and it's – I don't know if there's a right answer, and part of this is because the Bills have had so many injuries. But they've added three players to their team over the past five days or so. Yeah, They signed Leonard Fournette, who – we had Joe Marino on, obviously, for the crossover yesterday. It didn't sound like he thought Leonard Fournette would be a factor on Sunday. We'll see. I don't know. Um, they trade for Rasul Douglas. And then on Thursday, they, they add uh, Linval Joseph, who's mm-hmm. 35 years old, and they're paying him $4 million for the the, the rest of the season. So I, I think it's um, that part is interesting, the, the differing philosophies. You had Brandon Bean after the playoff game talk about the the Bengals construction and how they never wanted to in, in Buffalo suck so bad to get a Jamar yeah. Chase. Um, so I, I think all of that, there's a lot of little interesting nuggets like that surrounding this game that are worth pointing out. It doesn't mean anything once the game starts, but I do think it's interesting. Yeah, there's certain, so certainly some things both in terms of personnel, roster construction, and, and philo- philosophy in the front office that these teams do differently. Tyler Boyd bringing up in the locker room that Bills players after the game, most notably Isaiah McKenzie, who is no longer with the Bills, said that the Bills would have won if the game wasn't in the snow, which to me is an incredibly hot take considering the way that game went. Um, but th- there's a little it bit would of have been way worse. I'll say it right now. It would have been way worse. <laughs> it was Jamar Chase's first snow game. Yeah. T. Higgins certainly from Tennessee didn't want to play in the snow. He wasn't excited about that. It would have been way worse if it wasn't in the snow. I'll say well, it. What, what's our forecast for Sunday? Have you looked? I think by kickoff it'll be like mid fifties, and and it'll it'll be chilly by the end of the game. You know, I think it'll but, be in the forties. Nothing crazy, but it'll be cold. So bundle up if you're coming to the game. No, no precipitation in the forecast or very, very low chance of precipitation in the forecast. Looks like calm winds currently forecast for Sunday night. So we'll see. Obviously, everybody who, who lives in Cincinnati or has lived in Cincinnati knows that that can change uh, very quickly. But sounds like the, the Bills will get their wish and we'll have a, a clean weather game to see how this matchup plays out. Maybe we should get to those matchups 
and some of the the things that are going to matter in this game. Talked about it a little bit. I know you did with Joe Marino yesterday. Interested to see if Rasul Douglas plays because I think he probably would be an upgrade over some of the corners they have, but does he have time to get acclimated? Can he play a full game for a new team right away? Maybe, uh, but but that's going to be a stiff test either way as that's certainly going to be one of the matchups that we highlight as the Bengals receivers against the Bills secondary. And, and a lot of the things in this game point to a potential offensive shootout. Curious to get your take there because the Bengals defense has handled some good offenses. Historically, Lou Anarumo gets up for big games. Maybe they take care of it again, but there are some differences this year in the way these teams match up health wise, big differences as well. Who's playing for the Bengals offensive line. Who's playing for the bills offensive line, how Josh Allen is playing, how Joe Burrow is playing. So, so some differences, some matchups that we can get to as we dive into some more of the football parts of this game outside of some of the cool storylines. We'll do that coming up next. This episode of Lockdown Bengals is sponsored by PrizePix, the largest daily fantasy platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, just you against the numbers, not you against thousands of other of, of players, just you picking more or less on two to six player stat projections. Then you can watch those winnings roll in. Some other popular folks, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz playing prize picks you can find community plays under the promos tab check that part of prize picks out see the entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week it's really fast and easy to get those entries in really fast and easy to get your money out one of the many reasons or two of the many reasons to love prize picks and just how easy it makes it to enjoy football in in different ways Check it out at prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NFL with promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We love free money on Lockdown Bengals. Might as well check it out for yourself. Daily fantasy sports made easy at PrizePicks. Let's get to the football aspect of things, Jake, and – Start with something Joe said on the, the crossover yesterday, Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, and obviously Sean McDermott leading the way uh, on defense for Buffalo. And it might be a little different, certainly, than it was in January when these two teams played. But I asked Joe Burrow, talked to some other guys in the building, and I don't think they're seeing much of a difference from a scheme standpoint or anything that should surprise them offensively there's obviously new wrinkles and there's a new wrinkles every single week so i don't mean that the bills won't have something up their sleeve but the bengals seem pretty aware uh, of what the bills plan to do and have done on defense yeah they're going to be wrinkles from the bengals offense too i mean you talk about things that are different or not different this year i I think you know i alluded to it before in, in the first segment there's some key differences in the in the trenches for both sides. The Bills are still a, a diverse defense, but they went out and got Rasul Douglas for a reason. They needed help in their secondary. They're, they're, we talked about this before we started recording. They're just so injured on that side of the ball at every level with some of their best players at those levels. Daquan Jones in the middle uh, was, was their best pass rusher. Maybe Greg Rousseau's in that conversation too, but certainly very disruptive force as a defensive tackle. For the Bills, Tredavious White 
lost again. Matt Milano injured. So they've lost players from their first three levels, all, all three levels, I should say, of the defense. And so that's somewhere where you have to feel like if they're doing the same stuff and, and they're not, I mean, there, there's enough tape, right? Where, where the Bengals are certainly going to have some ideas of, of what the Bills are going to try to do to them. They're, they're a relatively heavy cover two team compared to the league average. They're not running a ton of quarters compared to the league average. They're a relatively heavy cover six team, quarter, quarter, half, half, quarter, quarter team compared to league average. They're running a little bit less cover three than the league average. So the, the Bengals are going to have these tendencies. They're going to know what they're going to want to do. And then you can start talking about the individual matchups where Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, should be an advantage. I know there's been a lot of talk about how good the Bills' safeties are, but on the perimeter, if you get those perimeter shots, if you get those one-on-ones, if you can find those one-on-ones, which are well-be opportunities, that's a place where I feel like the Bengals have a leg up against the secondary. They do. There's no doubt about it. I, I think these Bengals receivers, T is, is healthy, feels really good. I can tell that I can just tell by talking with them, but certainly we saw glimpses of that against the 49ers. We know what Jamar brings and, and Tyler Boyd has shown signs of, of getting his, so to speak. And, and certainly that the route on the touchdown, and that was a big play to get things going against San Francisco. So you, you need these guys to be able to be productive. We saw that. And I, I think they can, this is a matchup that they should win. You look at the wide receivers versus that bill secondary the Bengals wide receivers have the edge. And it's not just those three. Andre Yosevash, you score touchdowns in back-to-back games, Rook, you get a shout-out as well. Trent Irwin, uh, two out of the past three games, has been big uh, for this Bengals team. Obviously had a big catch the other day, and then we know what he did against Arizona. So, yeah, I think that this, uh, this wide receiver unit should have success. The, the other element of this, and something that we saw Jake on Sunday – this past Sunday against the 49ers, this offensive line opening up holes wide enough for Joe Mixon and Orlando Brown Jr. to run through at times. I mean, it was there were some pretty big holes, and th- that's the other element of this. You think back to that playoff game, uh, Joe Mixon was getting going downhill, and and they were winning in the trenches. Can they do that again on offense? Obviously, those two things go hand in hand. But if the Bengals can do both of those things, wide receivers can win and. This offensive line can open up holes for Joe Mixon. Well, look out because they're going to be really, really tough to stop. And this is such a weaker test. And obviously, any given Sunday, anything could happen. Maybe the Bills' defensive line goes crazy. But think back, not only to the playoff game, but just to the the matchups the Bengals have had in the trenches this year. Last year, there was a backup at left tackle, Jackson Carmen. There's a backup at right guard, Max Sharping. There's a backup at right tackle, Hakeem Adeniji. This year... The Bengals are healthy in the offensive line so far. Orlando Brown Jr. has been limited a couple days in practice this week, but doesn't sound like anything that's going to affect his, his game status. And Von Miller certainly doesn't look like himself. He was missing last year for the Bills as well, but doesn't look like himself. And then there's like Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd. Both of those guys are fine. Ed Oliver is fine, but nobody in the stratosphere of Nick Bosa, nobody at the level of Hargrave, nobody at the level of Armstead on this defensive line. So if if we were encouraged with the way the Bengals offensive line played last week and the way they've sto- sort of started to 
fix some communication issues with stuff like stunts that that aren't bothering them. They're not blowing protection on stunts. They're not letting free rushers get right through the middle into Joe Burrow's face unblocked. Well, against this defense, that, that should play up, especially if you like the matchups on the outside, and I do. And I, and I think that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are fantastic safeties. Don't get me wrong. They can impact this game. And, and maybe the Bills' defense can disguise things and get Joe Burrow to hesitate or this or that. You know, anything could happen on Sunday. But on paper to me, I like the Bengals' offense in this game. We saw them start to get going last week. And, and this test should not be as severe as the 49ers' defense was. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And we say that, and at the same time, we know how week-to-week this league is and week-to-week the Bengals have been. And so please don't clip this and make, oh, my goodness, look at what they're – no. Of course, they still have to go out there and do it. And it doesn't always come together the way it did against San Francisco, and sometimes it can be the perfect storm, and one team can just struggle, and all all of those things can happen. But – this Bengals offense, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to go out there and be productive. I, I do feel comfortable in saying that. I, I don't know exactly how it's going to look. I don't know if it'll look pretty, like 17 of 19 for a third straight game. I think that's pretty unrealistic to expect. But I, I do think that they they have multiple ways and feel in internally like they have a game plan to exploit this Bills defense. And um, obviously it's a familiar opponent. They've had to game plan for them now three times in, in the past 10 months. And uh, and there's an advantage to that. There's some disadvantage to that, but they're used to it and, and, and used to going up against these AFC heavyweights multiple times in a calendar year. So I, I think it's exciting. And I, I think that this obviously this Bengals offense is as good as it's been all season long. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly where you want to be going into a test like this is feeling like, oh, yeah, the Bills are really, really good but they should be able to go out there and be productive where, where you might need to lean on your offense too. And we'll talk about the defensive matchups because maybe the defense could go out there and do its thing again, but the bills are, are a good offense for sure. Like I have no qualms about saying the bills are one of the best offenses in the league. Their defense is where I have the most questions about them, but on the topic of the offense, just to close it out. One thing that I think is in the Bengals back pocket here is that they probably have more unscouted looks on offense than any other team in the league at this point just because they didn't do so much of, I think, what they were planning to do in their first six games of the year before their bye. They started to get under center last week. We started to see that part of the playbook a little bit more. They were very effective with some of those ideas, but we only saw, what, 15 under center plays, and some of them were the same play. You know, maybe it's not exactly 15, but in in that range. So how many more under center wrinkles do they have? How many more wrinkles, period? do they have that they haven't put on tape yet now that Joe Burrow is feeling much better now that they have a healthier group? I I think that is something they have in their back pocket that maybe the Bills will get some looks that they haven't seen, whereas I'm not sure the Bills have that same advantage on defense this far into the season. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I, I think it's interesting, something to watch over the next few games, but what an advantage if that is the case for the Bengals for a few weeks because these are all huge huge games dropping a game to the bills well it would hurt it would hurt in the afc it would certainly hurt for a bunch of reasons and that's why i'm not going to go must win every single week because you can't but it's a, a huge huge game for the bengals let's switch gears and let's dive into this defense and, and see if they can contain 
Josh Allen. We'll discuss the matchups on defense against the Bills offense coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. If you're like plenty of our listeners that aren't going to be able to make it to the game on Sunday night, well, DoorDash is what you should lean on because, well, it doesn't even have to be halftime. You don't have to wait on on DoorDash for a, a break in the game. Nope. You can order it from the comfort of your own home with your feet up and your fuzzy slippers and the nice warm air if you you got your heat on. I'm sure you do. It's been chilly in Cincinnati in recent nights. And speaking of chilly, maybe you're craving Skyline chili. Well, you can get that with DoorDash. Or you can get my go-to. Jake mentioned it the other day. City Bird. City Bird is popping. And I always get it on DoorDash because it's delivered right to my house. And I can have the chicken tenders. I can have the spicy chicken sandwich, the side of fries, bing, bang, boom. Get DoorDash in your life because it's going to make your life easier. And right now you can get 50% off up to $10 when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you have to do is download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply, DoorDash. Check it out today with promo code LOCKED23. Defense for the Bengals got the best of the Bills when these teams played in the playoffs. When you hold a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs team to 10 points, you can probably feel pretty, pretty good about your effort. One of the things that was very effective in that game was listening to uh, – our friend Mike Santaga to talk about this on a cover one podcast was, and these guys both agreed on it. Some of the, some of the, and I talked with Mike about it before we started recording some of, or after we started recording some of the, um, the exchange pressures, the slot blitzes catching Josh Allen off guard can think back to that hit where Mike Hilton blows up Josh Allen coming off the edge in that playoff game. But one of the big differences to me for the Bills this year, there, there's two big ones that I want to highlight. One, Josh Allen is taking care of the football better than he ever has in his career. We'll see if that's the same throughout the whole season. But outside of week one this year, ball security for Josh Allen, not playing with that crazy gunslinger. I'm going to make haymakers. I'm going to throw haymakers. I'm going to take, take haymakers. Much more uh, careful with the ball this year. The other one is big upgrades for the Bills at the guard spots with Osiris Torrance and Connor McGovern, which I didn't expect to be saying Connor McGovern would be a big upgrade for the Bills at left guard, but uh, they were getting pretty bad guard play last year. So I do expect the Bills offensive line to be better. Dalton Kincaid obviously is is a huge weapon in that arsenal for, for the Bills. And Josh Allen playing safer with the ball, that requires you on defense now to, to play a, a bit of a tougher game where you can't just you know, give up big plays like you did against the 49ers and make up for it with takeaways if Josh Allen's taking care of the football. No doubt. And that's been a big part of what the Bengals have done in recent weeks. That's how they've won. You think about it, the pick six against Arizona and and then Cam Taylor-Brett, a, a huge pick again uh, the, the following week and what they were able to do in the the red zone with, with turnovers on downs. It's still turnovers in my mind. Um, and then last week, obviously, it, it completely changed the game. They had outplayed the 49ers for three quarters. If Jermaine Pratt doesn't have that interception, followed by on the very next defensive play for the Bengals, Logan Wilson's interception, who knows, right? But that allowed them to take control of the game. And so 
look, I, I think good for Josh Allen. At the same time, this defense, they've been so good. The Bengals second in the league in turnover differential right now behind the Bucks, which is so weird when I looked that up on Wednesday mm-hmm. that the Bucks were, were first in turnover differential. So the Bengals have been good at it as well. Burrow hasn't turned the ball over much despite not being able to move, which I'm, I'm actually surprised about that, that, that he was that good at taking care of the ball mm-hmm. during that stretch. And so it is, it's going to be interesting to see if this Bengals defense can continue to do what it's done. I think Trey Hendrickson, and he was back at practice on Thursday. He's going to play on Sunday. I, I, I think he is, is poised for a big game. I think he's, he's ready to go and, and could have a big game on Sunday. That's just my gut feeling. I'll say. And, and it's not like it's an easy matchup this week. It's not like we're talking about Trey against a backup left tackle, which <laughs> we've been talking about a lot this year. Uh, it's, been something that's gone in his favor, but Deion Dawkins, solid left tackle for the Bills. Yeah, but that should be a, a good battle. They also will need to contain the running game a little bit. Will be interesting to see how much the Bills stick with it. They're they're obviously a, a heavy passing team, and, and like to lean on Josh Allen in that way. And and you might be looking at Josh Allen's stats, by the way, and say, oh, he has three fumbles this year. He has eight picks. What do you mean he's taking care of the ball better? That's more than a turnover per game. A lot of those not his fault this year i just wanted to clarify that point but it, do the bills come out there and try to run the ball and, and do the bengals give up enough in the run where they have to change their game plan to deal with the james cook averaging 4.8 yards per carry this year which mm-hmm. is a pretty solid clip and then of course with josh allen the thing that we always have to talk about and and i think is is maybe a little bit more prominent in my mind than it would be based on the way last week went is they, they're going to have to contain him a little bit better than they did Brock Purdy. I don't think it was necessarily a priority for the Bengals against Brock Purdy. I think they didn't come in there with a the contained game plan, but in addition to setting Trey Hendrickson free off that edge is how do we keep Josh Allen in the pocket and not let him break away for, you know, the big Josh Allen runs or the big Josh Allen out of structure plays where he's flinging the ball 60 yards down the field outside of the pocket, because those, those are some of the margins in this game where, for the Bengals' defense, if they are going to reprise their 2022 performance against the Bills, and, and it's going to be another lopsided game, you would need to take care of some of these things that maybe they haven't been quite so consistent with this year, especially with you know some of the change in the back end that may be more susceptible if if the, the front end contained doesn't do its job. Yeah, I think that that's that, – that part is interesting, the – the contain aspect, the and I think back to you. I think you're the first one to point it out. But the quarterback run element of it, and and what we saw from Purdy, can they keep him in the pocket and not let him one run? Two, obviously, big plays. Anytime Josh Allen's going off script, the other fun storyline, and and we've talked about it three times now in a calendar year. But it's Logan Wilson versus Josh Allen. Both guys drafted out of Wyoming. Logan Wilson has been a, an interception machine, and so. We'll see. And he's dropped a couple, by the way, this year where he could have had a couple more. So I think um, keeping Allen in the pocket. And by the way, a guy like Miles Murphy, who hasn't seen him before, I know he hasn't played a ton. I think it is it's challenging when you, you haven't felt what Josh Allen feels like in the pocket and moving and, and trying to bring him down. And so we'll see. Hopefully he gets an opportunity to do that on Sunday. But um that element, his his physical attribute, size, all of those things. So that's something that you 
you take into account as much as you can, but then you get on the field and it, it is a different animal. The good news is, is most of these guys have had to deal with it and they know yeah. what it's like. It's mostly a very familiar matchup, right? Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. These are guys that the Bengals have faced in the past. Khalil Shakir in his second year. Still I like not getting it. a ton of a ton of volume, but yeah, I mean he's a he's a solid player for your what fourth, probably fourth option in the offense because Dalton Kincaid has taken a bigger role, and that's the one that I'm kind of circling a little bit. Yep. Like Stephon Diggs, maybe he gets his again. I'm excited to see the matchup. The Bengals have, um, I think, handled receivers mostly pretty well this year. We just saw George Kittle go crazy though for the 49ers last week. So as Dalton, and he could have went getting, crazy. He yeah, he had crazy. a couple of drops too, right? And so Dalton Kincaid, a bigger part of the Bills' offense the last two weeks. Will, will the Bengals have a good plan there? Will, will they make sure that to keep that contained? Because there's big plays waiting to happen all over this Bills' offense, and that's mostly Diggs and Gabe and, and Gabe Davis. But containing the big plays. I think for this defense has been a theme this year that they haven't been able to do quite as well as they want to. And I think is, is probably more paramount this week if the defense is going to find success. Agreed. Agreed. Especially if Allen's going to take care of the ball. I, I think ultimately I think they do just enough and they force some turnovers and they also give up some big plays. And and it's kind of a hybrid mixture of what we've That's seen what from these teams this, this season. Yeah. And uh, and if they can do that, I think it will be enough. I'm leaning Bengals by a field goal. You wondered if I, I thought it was going to be a shootout. Yeah, I think we see 60-plus points on Sunday night, man. I think that scoreboard gets lit up. 34-31, money Mac, boom, is the difference with a couple of field goals and, and four extra points. So we'll see. But uh, it's, it's going to be a fun one. I, I think this is going to be a close one. The Bengals are confident. I don't think we're wrong in being confident in them. And we'll see if they can get it done. The the road aspect of this for Buffalo is so interesting to me. They've been such a better team playing at home. I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow using that cadence as a weapon at home, a, a huge aspect of this game as well. And we've seen how it affects defensive line get off, just to reiterate that point. So I think home field advantage, shout out to the fans. I, I think that matters for this team. And uh, excited to see a primetime game in Cincinnati here on Sunday night. We'll have you covered after the game. And uh, we'll, we'll be taking, we'll, we'll get you covered with all those takeaways from the game. We'll react to, to everything that's happened. Then that'll be our next episode. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.